This event was recorded live at the 2015 Edinburgh International Book Festival. Edwin! <laughs> this is, this again, I'm going to use that in future. This is the story of my life. Are you not that expletive deleted? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm glad it's not just writers, because writers, writers forensically remember all their bad Honestly, reviews. Goodness, remember yeah. all their bad reviews. All the bad reviews. Yeah, but, yeah all, all of them. Every last one of them he remembered. And, and harboured a grudge, didn't you? Yes, I still do. <laughs> I love this, the, wee, the wee story you put in here. That, that I mean, you're saying Edwin was often lying in bed while you were unloading the van. <laughs> but he was also... He'd answer the phone when you weren't there and pretend to be your Cockney PA Dave. Yes. Do you, you, remember, you, don't swore do you remember that? that? Everybody was yes, imagining that Edwin was still uh, in, ba- ba- Bench, uh, in a wee oh, flat, yeah, tiny yeah. flat. In London. And, and everybody was imagining that you were still some sort of half-baked pop star or something. And it was rubbish, wasn't it? It was really difficult because he'd alienated everybody in the, the major labels. And we couldn't, yeah. he couldn't get a deal, he couldn't get, any, couldn't get a way to get his records out. And it was quite a struggle. And we were o- operating, I operated from a living room floor with a... Eventually, when faxes came in, I had a combined phone fax Whoa. machine. What was that? Oh, what was, was it yours or mine? Right. No, uh, it was mine. No, yeah. And, um, and uh, no. uh, if I wasn't in, Edwin would answer the phone. He'd pretend to be my PA. PA, <laughs> and he'd go, hello. So now this is Dave. <laughs> She's not available at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not really authorised to make these sort of decisions. <laughs> and I would have to talk to people and they'd go, yeah, I spoke to Dave. <laughs> and when you set, you, eventually you set up a wee studio of your own and you got, um, what's his name? Sorry, I forget the guy you set the studio up with. Seb. Uh, Seb, Sebastian. Yeah. yeah. And you get, and then the two of you would pretend to be old school music producers. Yeah. yeah. And you true. did it so successfully that Channel 4 gave you a sitcom. They yes, did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I've, I've not seen this sitcom. Does it exist? It's, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's, YouTube. it's Channel uh, 4. West Heath Yard, if you go on, onto YouTube and you're looking for West Heath Yard, you'll see the the mental thing in all its glory. <laughs> and this, it's this was two kind of old school music producers just talking about the state. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's got a sort of, I don't know, it's a, it's a spurious storyline in it, but it, uh, it's very funny. Don't you think? Yes. What well, he would think, he'd think that. <laughs> yeah. You would think that. Edwin, when, when was it we did it? Oh. It was early 90s. 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, uh, two characters you used to, what are you called? Uh, Denny and uh, Jackson. Denny and Jackson. And uh, and it was all improvised, wasn't it? Yes, and uh, correct. Uh, I, I wrote the the script. script Such uh, as it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not fear of, of you, Grace. I wrote wrote the script, and uh, 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 Jackson and Denny uh, tooled elder, elderly musicians. Yeah. Just Pink Floyd. Oh, there wasn't Pink Floyd. You had a group called Pegasus. Pegasus that were contemporaries of Pink Floyd. Yeah, it's a good name for a band. Thank you. So they used to do this. They used to go into character with groups who were producing in order to uh, deliver bad news to them. So if they wanted to say (laughs) that part that you've just done is rubbish. (laughs) <laughs> they would go, they'd just do it in character because it would come across a lot better. Right, right, right. Anyway, so they ended up, and it was all improvised. We had no actors in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And um, and everything was improvised around Edwin's script. 
and uh, what do you mean script? <laughs> what explain? It was a script. Anyway, it was, it was very funny, and and it was on very late at night in Channel Four, and people would be coming in from the pub and going, what? <laughs> and then they, I think they repeated it a few times more. Uh, okay. It's got this tiny cult following for Westie. We bump yeah. into people and they go, oh, Westie, they quote bits of it. I must, I must track it down. I must yeah, have a look at it. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very funny. It does sound yeah. right up my street. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm jumping around a bit, but I'm going to come to a yeah. girl like you because you said a wee bit earlier that, you know, the, the solo years weren't always successful, a lot of yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. But then along comes this incredibly slow burning. Yeah, yeah. Hit song. Yes. Which changed your life? First it was uh, hit in Holland, actually, and th then it's uh, Germany, mm -hmm. and uh, now it's... Uh, Australia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you had to go to Australia yeah. to, to yeah, talk yeah. to yeah. Yeah. And uh, it reached uh, Britain and America. Because yeah. 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 I've got a theory thing, it was something like it was released in November and, you know, became a big hit by the summer. July. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's a long time. I mean, these days, yeah. that's unheard of for a yeah. single yeah. to be kind of... It was nothing like a normal record. It was not, and, and nor can... I mean, Edwin can take the credit, but, you know, no record company or me can take the credit because it's one of those weird things that... Phenomenon. Yeah, mm. it yeah. had a life of its own, yeah. and we were... Uh, with my wee combined phone fax machine, you know, and sort of chasing it around yeah. the world, and then my lovely sister. And, and uh, for, uh, uh, nowadays, uh, I'm exhausted. Uh, what, when you were do touring it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About well, two I was years gonna, I was, of touring it. I mean, I was going to say, you do talk about in the book about that, about how it, you know, it was it was incredibly hard work having this one big yes, hit. Yes, it was. Having to go around the world, keep miming it, keep performing it, keep <laughs> talking about yeah. it, be interviewed. And, and the you, live and gig also. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you didn't really enjoy it. It seems to me that you didn't like the kind of big star thing. Did or did Grace, no, did you? Did you I did have, have, have You like being a star, uh, of course uh, you like no, being. No. I was thinking of Grace more than you, though, because <laughs> she, she's the one having to unload the equipment from the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I did get some people in at that point, but uh, my son was very small then, and we yeah. were kept hoist. But that was back in the days when you, the government didn't care if you took your kids out of school for no reason. <laughs> So <laughs> they, didn't get, they didn't care about that stuff too much then. You could, I used to say, it's really good for him. He's travelling around the world. And they'd go, oh, marvellous. And I'd get to take him away with it. So uh, that's what we did. To, he just started school, actually, then. Mm. And, this um, was well. And, uh, and we'd, we'd go and join you in places. Yeah, yeah. But you were pretty shard yeah, yeah, well, by the end of it, weren't you? So, uh, I remember Singapore. He stayed with uh, me and mm -hmm, Grace mm -hmm, and... Mm -hmm. You, you you did find it quite exhausting. Mm. After two years, we were talking about it, and I was saying, "Well, do you think you're cut out for this, like Sting or something? His life, you know? Do you think you could ever have what, it Sting's ta tantric life? sex and <laughs> save, save the rainforest? No, not uh, no. He was born in uh, too old. Wait. Past it. <laughs> Edwin, Edwin, you, grew, you, you were Edwin, born in Edinburgh and you grew up in Dundee. The tantric sex. <laughs> it would have to come. It would have to be deep fried tantric sex. <laughs> <laughs> why did I bring oh, that up? I've no idea why I brought that up. And his family, and his and his family are all from the Highlands of Scotland. His grandfather would have died at the very mention of something like that, wouldn't Tantric you? Tantric sex? I think so. Great. 
Stuart is a Calvinist. Stuart is a Calvinist. Don't knock it till you've tried it. He's done yoga and acupuncture. Yeah, he's had that after I mean, it's got stroke, to be, Ed, and that's he's been, been having yoga next, and acupuncture. Yoga, acupuncture, tantric sex. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a short step. But <laughs> One yeah, step did, at a time, maybe. He did accept a bit of uh, alternative therapy a little bit, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it, Ian. <laughs> he didn't enjoy it. Yeah. He's going, oh, this... I wouldn't fancy it. No. I mean, this, can, this is leading us on quite nicely, if you'll pardon the, expre- pardon the phrase, into the Sunday, the 20th of February 2005. Because, yeah. I mean, it's been, a, you know, you've been, a, you've been a pop star, you've had a solo career, you've had a great marriage, you've interesting got a kid, life. an interesting <laughs> life, but then suddenly everything falls apart in one, yeah, yeah. In one moment. It yeah, did. Um, first, uh, uh, six months in hospital, I couldn't see a thing. Uh, but no, yes and no, and the possibilities are endless, mm. over and over and over again. Mm. But gradually, I w- worked on the thing uh, to g- get my speech uh, uh, up to wrote. Mm. Yeah, you, you would. We would. I uh, mean, that's, sli- that's slightly in the future. I mean, first of all, you're probably oh, had to yeah, go through yeah. all the stuff that you Sorry. don't remember. I don't think you remember yeah, much of Edin those first few remember. weeks. Yeah, I didn't remember. There's some, some over the years, there's little tiny uh, bits of Apparently I was uh, cooking uh, in mm. Sunday mm. and I burnt the potatoes. Yeah, I mm. came in, I'd nipped and out. And I don't remember them. And mm. when I came back, the, the smell of burning in the house and yeah. Yeah, the potatoes were boiled dry in the stove yeah. and I, I knew right away there was something mm. wrong. It was weird. I just, I knew that that would be weird. That was something wrong with that. And I switched the stove off and I was just kind of saying, just, I must have been had a note in my voice as I was calling Edwin, because the next thing my son appeared from wherever he'd been hiding in, um, and we found him together, mm. really, mm. Uh, on the floor. So Edwin had, was taken to hospital very quickly, taken to uh, a, a great place for people that have strokes, because you do need a scan very quickly yeah. to ascertain mm-hmm. whether you've had the clot type of stroke or the hemorrhagic type of stroke. If you have a, the much more common type of stroke, which is the clot type, yeah. there are drugs they can give you now that bust the clot yep. and can dramatically Improved, change yeah. your uh, outcome, to have a dramatic effect yeah. on that. But if you've had a hemorrhage like Edwin had had, then it's the last thing in the world you want is these drugs. Hence why you have to have the scan to mm-hmm. find out what's going on. And I think Edwin had his scan within about half an hour of me finding him. So that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty brilliant, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I mean, the, the National Health Service in this book, it's, kinda, it's up and down, isn't it? Because you're going for it intensive care. It's yeah. pretty good. But you were, I mean, you are a bit of a control freak anyway, I, I think, am. Grace. And <laughs> you're keeping an eye on everybody and making sure everybody's doing yeah, exactly the right yeah. thing. But you, I mean, you are quite scathing about certain aspects of the NHS. Yeah, yeah, in London. Uh, it was, uh, it's patchy, and it's it's definitely true, I'd say, that Edwin's illness was, uh, made him in this, it was in stroke units, which at the time were combined with geriatric units and stuff, and I was there a lot, I was there all day, really, I managed to insinuate myself in, and um, they, you see that people need advocacy in hospitals, really, unless, they, they need somebody to shout up for them, mm-hmm or things get overlooked, they just do. And sometimes it's, um, sometimes it's to do with the resources, but quite often it's to do with poor organisation, and I think, that yeah. I just did see it. And Edwin had some wonderful emergency treatment, 
and less wonderful day-to-day uh, -day sort of stuff. Here, Not yeah. just him, but it's a, general, it's a general thing. I mean, they know? did manage to give you MRSA, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. they got a very bad infection. And just as you were getting... You'd literally I, I, just I been released. I didn't like, realise that, yeah. Ian. Uh, on, uh, MRSA. But uh, I... You know, but, that's uh, how posh people pronounce Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I, I had a titanium plate inserted on my head. Yeah, you had a... That's where you got the infection mm. in, your, yeah, yeah. in the site mm. of your operation. Yeah. Because Edwin had a, a second bleed, and at that time he had an emergency... Operation. Um, mm. Neurosurgery thing, which saved his life. Yeah. And I can... You know, the, the Royal Free Hospital and the brilliant neurosurgery saved his life. Mm fantastic people in intensive care got him through the rotten bit and you know and and after that it was but something has to get the family through bit. as well grace i think and i think you've got you know in the book what comes over is the kind of family the love the kind of close-knit families the two families really yeah and, both and friends, families yeah you know yeah. really getting together we're both really we were both yeah. very well supported by our families yeah. i was also very taken because i hadn't well i mean I, I sort of vaguely knew this but frankie miller who was a, a great scottish blues singer yeah. who we love also had a brain hemorrhage yeah. and 12 years his, before and Edwin. that stopped his career yeah, yeah. and you became close to him and his very, wife yeah we yeah. were very good and friends and that gave you some support as yeah well. and, and the thing is you know edwin's a great story because you're great and you're, you're performing and yeah. touring and yeah. recording. And Frankie's not been able to do that. But here's the thing. Frankie's not... That doesn't mean to say that no. Frankie's life is less of sure. a thing. Because yeah, yeah. Frankie's personality Frankie's and Frankie. his oomph right, yeah. shine through totally. And when Edwin came out of hospital and he saw Frankie for the first time, Frankie put his left arm round him because it's the same as Edwin. His right arm thank doesn't work. Thank God. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. What did he no, say? No. What did he say? Uh, thank God. Thank, thank God. God. <laughs> when you were home, he yeah. was—he's such a force of nature, Frankie yeah. Miller. Yeah, yeah. That there's no stroke in the world could quench that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's got an amazing um, other half in in, but in but the net. She's uh, wonderful. Take uh, uh, me for instance. Uh, I I can say um, I I. I couldn't uh, 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 say anything at all, and mm. uh, uh, and uh, but I love music, yeah. and it's my life, mm. it's my uh, mm. passion. But I'm sad about Frankie's loss of singing. So, yeah. and he had an extraordinary voice. He has. I know. Video, I know. It's, it's great. It's one of the great blues, blues voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Use uh, voices. Yeah, he's a great guy. He came to one of Edwin's shows at the Bloomsbury Ballroom oh, in London. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? And he doesn't like uneven surfaces. He doesn't like walking on uh, uneven surfaces. In a, in, in a wheelchair. So he comes in his wheelchair, mm -hmm. but he then gets up. If he feels like it, he just gets up and walks around. <laughs> and Annette just lets him go. And the amazing thing is, with virtually hardly any speech, Frank manages to insinuate himself into people's company. <laughs> and he just kept popping up at different bits <laughs> of the place. I'd go, oh, there he had again. And he'd usually have some young barmaid on his arm or something that he'd managed to, you know. He's, he's, he is a force of nature, you know. Really I like the, the wee story in the book about when you, when you finally got, you were able to take um, Edwin out of the hospital in a wheelchair. You said you must have looked like Lou and Andy in Little Britain. Seriously. Because Edwin just used to sit there in the wheelchair and go, because his speech was tricky, and he just used to sit there and go, yes, yes, 
No. <laughs> yes, and I would be just like you can see what I'm like today. It's horrible, really. <laughs> no, it is. Yabbering great. away non-stop. They always say with aphasia, you know, it's a speech and, and language thing that Edwin has. You know, takes away everything. It took away reading and writing. Yeah. And the, you know, there are, it's not like he can't. He can't. He could find the words. He can't find. He couldn't find the actual the words. Yeah, yeah. Could, you know. It's true. And um, but they say with it, they give you lots of advice. They say, be quiet. <laughs> speak slowly. <laughs> give the person lots mm. and lots of space. Yes. Yes. I get, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going. Don't talk across them. Yes. Don't yeah, interrupt yeah. them. I see. Don't finish their sentences. Yes. <laughs> I, um, possibly you... Uh, yeah. Uh, Richard <laughs> doesn't. That's why recovery was so slow, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was I'm never going to happen, was it? It was never going to happen like I'm that. I'm going to give a, a wee shout-out here because you do... Again, you say it in the book, but, you know... To, Edwin had to kind of read and write and everything from scratch again. Yeah. And you started on with kind of Janet and John type, you know, the kind of very children. Yeah, the the Ladybird reading scheme. Yeah, yeah Ladybird's reading books. Yeah. But yeah. you also mentioned Barrington Stokes and Edwin Barrington were a publisher. Stokes. I had a lovely uh, email correspondence with Barrington Stokes because I found one of their books in a bookshop in, in Wimbledon where Edwin used to get neurophysio. And I was always thinking about what would work best for them read and they do books for uh, young people mm -hmm. with dyslexia so it's on a particular colored paper they choose the fonts very carefully the spacing the sizing all of that stuff and it actually um, worked brilliantly for Edwin it worked brilliantly do you remember uh, I got Animal Farm George yeah uh, George yeah. Orwell yeah. 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 yeah and we had um uh, thank we you used you to know. have annotate uh, no what's the word for it um um when they shorten a ver abridged, oh, yeah. we had yeah. abridged versions of things that would work. Mm -hmm. yeah. But those Barrington Strokes were for because we'd, you know, he was having to do this ladybird. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, you know. We had to do that. But when we tried to start J reading Janet books, and uh, John, Janet we and wanted John, yeah, something that had a wee bit of meat to it. And these fantastic Barrington Strokes were for maybe aimed at fourteen to fifteen year olds right. who had problems with, with reading, but nothing yeah. wrong with their the things that were interested in, if you get my drift, so yeah, they wanted yeah, yeah. things that were interesting yeah. to that age group. But, yeah. but, were but it also interested me that, is that somebody getting stopped from taking photographs? No, <laughs> all right, fine. Um, um, What's going uh, on? I know, just, <laughs> just, just exercise, <laughs> exercise, stretching <laughs> the legs. We all feel that way sometimes. Um, yeah, the, so the other, the other big up Barrington Stoke the, the, of Edinburgh. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I was pleased to see them mentioned. I was pleased to see them yeah. mentioned. Um, because, you know, the, the literacy, it was a literacy thing, it was to help young people, ad, young adults, adults with special needs, to, to read. Yeah. So it was a great Correct. thing. It's it a was. great thing. It's, it's a great, great. thing. But, the, but interestingly, the first thing that came back, or the first thing you were, you were able to help Edwin with, the first thing that came back was drawing. Yeah. It wasn't I loved the drawing. I, I was, uh, uh, you head. see, uh, I was a uh, graphic artist. Uh, yes. For, uh, for Glasgow Parks Department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> Another a jammy job, a very jammy no, job. No, it wasn't. It's a hard job. Very difficult. Drawing squirrels for a living. You practised on a scraper board. Yeah. To get an engraving look yeah, to yes, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victorian yeah. yeah. art. Yeah. No, but it, was, it interested me that it was, the, that it was the drawn thing. And the book is full of beautiful, beautiful drawings of birds. 
Thank you very much. Really lovely, nice. I know. And, and we, he began, of course, his right arm didn't work, so he moved, he had to transfer the two well, left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but how did we begin? Uh, first, um, it was a uh, scramble. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a wee character you used to draw. Yes, a man. Yeah. But uh, possibly, uh, Grace told me it's about uh, me. He looks ball. a wee bit like you, this cartoon guy, yeah. yeah. And uh, I drew... I don't think that's very flattering, Grace. He's uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 70 pictures? Yeah. 70 of them, yeah. yeah there's a, like, bears. Every uh, day the we guy. draw this guy, yeah. the there's guy. There's a lovely, lovely drawing of him in the book. The guy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks nothing like I had like a pile Edwin. of about 70 of them. Sometimes he was smoking a fag, or I don't know what... But so I got to the point where I thought... I, mean, I understand this is a sort of therapeutic exercise yeah. for you, but then I thought, enough's enough. Right. And I said, I think it's time for you to draw something else. Please draw a bird. And yeah. that's when you yeah. began doing your um, wildlife drawing. And I remember uh, a wooden uh, duck I drew. It's crude. Uh, I, I know it's crude, but I'm pleased with the results and I kept on drawing and drawing and drawing. Mm. And, and where so many of the things we were trying to do, like learning to read, to write, oh my goodness, learning to write, that was the hardest thing. And um, to produce... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To produce writing is, is the hardest thing of all. But, um, and walking and everything was hard. For right. Ed, and sitting down and drawing was always... A pleasure. Mm. It was. Mm. An exercise, in fact. Mm. Yeah. It's a nice therapy. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, there, yeah. was a, there was a lump in my throat when I read one of, the, one of the things that you said to Grace, which was when you said to her, help me please discover what I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everything had changed and you were having to kind of rediscover. Yeah, re uh, it's true. I, I don't know what I was at the time. Um, I do not know now. But uh, I, it's hard for me to express myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And remember, you said to express my thoughts and so on. You said on. that for a long time, and it's only in recent years we've talked about this properly. You said that for a long in hospital days, especially, but later on, yeah. that you were always frightened. Frightened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was frightened. I kind of felt that. I mean, I thought I was hard because Edwin was quite expressionless at the time. And it was hard for me to know whether he was, um, uh, you know, what he was thinking, really. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, and I mean, your, your, your personality changed as well, because, again, you say in the book, Grace, Edwin appeared to have developed a mellow, tolerant side since his stroke, <laughs> much to my disgust. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know... That's uh, on the wane, by uh, the way, that's... Uh, I was a bit, a bit of a, uh, in hospital days, a hippie. He was. Uh -huh. He every. He loved everybody. You love it. You know. I mean, just generally, yeah. you were soft-hearted, and you'd always been quite a kind of arrogant uh, well, character, scathing sort of person. Yes. And you know, and uh, these days he's getting the scathing bit back to be <laughs> Ten years later, and it's really coming back. It's wild, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's well, I mean, it's 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 funny that the album you were making before you before the the stroke happened was called oh, Home no. Again, yeah, yeah, which you were then able to finish after you got home. Yes, everybody's right. saying, you know, obviously you finished that. You must have written it after, and you've yeah. not wrote well, it before. Yeah, yeah, but uh, sub my engineer, uh, it's not good to nude enough for uh, the the mixing. Uh -huh. uh, I said. Uh, That's uh, quite arrogant, actually. I know. <laughs> I was, uh, but. 
How about the bass? I said, it's no good. It's the tiny me bass, Seb. Mm. Uh, uh, what's wrong with you? It but said, <laughs> he, so Seb said, do you want me to finish the record? Because he'd recorded it yeah. and he hadn't mixed it. And he's, Seb said, do you want me to finish mixing it? Do you want me to do that? And Edwin said, no, wait for me. And he had wait a year, a whole yeah, year after yeah. he came out of hospital before you were ready to be in the studio mm -hmm. again. Yeah. But he wasn't prepared. Poor Seb, he's such a brilliant <laughs> producer. He's so good. And poor Seb had to wait a whole year to be allowed to work again with Edwin on this record. Because he wouldn't, Sorry, Seb. He wouldn't yeah. let him finish it on his own. He wouldn't yeah. let that happen. Yeah. You know, no, but, so there's uh, still something of the, not the arrogance, but the wanting to be involved in the, it. The, the, yeah. My record. It's, yeah. my, it's my record and I'll, I'll do it. And, and, we, and we got there. And you knew he got there. And, but you're right. That record is a, one of my favourite albums Edwin's ever made, and and it is there's so much of it almost seems to predict what's yeah. what was about to happen, yeah. and it's quite spooky really that when you when you hear it, you know when you listen to the words in it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great. And also, I mean, home again is not. I mean, it was you know getting home to London, but then deciding you're going to well actually where is home, and we yes. want to move to Helmsdale. Yes, and loads of you home did. again. Yeah, but Edwin. <laughs> But listen, Loads of Home Again was written in Helmsdale, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that? So yeah. yeah. The, the song about the, the, the while ago steps yeah. of Leviathan. Yeah. And, and lots of it was inspired. Yeah, that yeah, one so that's called Libertine Drag. It's yeah. all about bits and Caithness and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. in, 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 the, in the film, The Possibilities Are Endless, there's some beautiful footage of Helmsdale and, and you guys in Helmsdale. It was yeah. a place that you knew because your grandfather had lived there. Yes. And you'd go there for holidays and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you were little? Uh, I was... Uh, about eight years old, uh, and uh, I love the place, especially the summertime, and uh, I love the place. It's, it's a lovely day, that. Oh. The, the, the summertime in Helmsdale, it's a nice day. It's a beautiful day. This summer, that's just about right, actually. No, it's, uh, it's my favourite day of the year, this summertime in Helmsdale. It's, uh, when, when Edwin was in hospital, his, his mum and his sister, me, we, I was asked to by his wonderful speech and language therapists, Trudy and yeah. Sally, yeah. they suggested that we put these books together that would help as a sort of aid to aid memoirs, you know, and then yeah, yeah. uh, Edwin's mum and sister did this amazing one that was still as gorgeous and they reproduced letters in big print with the originals beside that Edwin's grandfather used to write uh, to Edwin's mother mm -hmm. about when he was on his own with Edwin and his sister when they were young in, yeah. in Helmsdale and about the walks they would take. My, my, my break your heart. It's mm. beautiful writing. My, it's beautiful, you, you know. You see, uh, uh, audience. Uh, audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Edwin always, you back in the orange juice days, Edwin always used to go, listen, you see, audience. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, Mum had several nervous. Just <laughs> No, it's true. <laughs> she no, did. No, but you she wrote lovely letters yeah, to your yes. mum, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And and these letters when you were in Helmsdale about the you and your sister yeah. and how he said you would you ne he never and Edwin's grandfather was a great outdoor mm. outdoorsman and played rugby for Scotland and he was mm. a big Highlander, you know, and he uh, and he said, I never walked further than he did with Edwin and his wee sister. And he said, plenty, and this is one of his expressions, he goes, plenty fooling, 
all the way, plenty fully. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? That's <laughs> it's a great way well, to put it. I mean, I'm going to open up to questions in a bit, but I can't help noticing, and you will have noticed as well, there is a guitar on stage. Why is there a guitar on stage? Well, Edwin thought we should maybe do this famous, the double act. Shall we do it? Yes. Go we on. Do it? Right, okay, yeah. let me just get it together. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know what? You will need to swap seats. Okay. Get my drift. Yeah. This is a surprise I mean, to me. I didn't know this was going to happen either. Yeah. <laughs> we just thought we should do this. We, did, we used to do this in the beginning when uh, Edwin realised he could make the chord shapes. Yes. But he couldn't strum, so I had a go at learning to strum, which I do very badly. <laughs> Nick, who's the director yeah, of the Nick festival, Barley, yeah. Nick Barley did it yesterday. Oh, yeah. He was better than me. Uh, he is and here. He is here. Do you want to come and do it, Nick? <laughs> no, he's shy. <laughs> right, should we do this one first? Yeah. Then? Okay. This is the first one. You you wrote this back in, in uh, hospital days. days yeah. yeah, and then I would strum it. So let's have a go. I'm searching for the truth I'm searching for the truth Some say soon we'll get there in the end Some say soon we'll get there in the end And I will always be Lucky in my life And I will find a way To get there To get there I'm searching for the truth I'm searching for the truth Some say day We'll get there Okay. Um, just, what happened, Is that all right? Yeah. Is it on correctly? Y yeah, but. Is that all right? Check it. No, the perils of the capo. Okay. Perfect. Right, capo. Yeah. yeah, and. Capo, the, 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 uh, uh, Plek? I've got it. Oh. Oh. That, I'm going way above my pay grade here, you know. <laughs> right, you ready? Uh, just about. Okay, here we go. I never 
never met a girl like you How do you top that? <laughs> I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost, I almost feel we should just go now because. You, <laughs> but I've left. I've left about. Ten, we've got ten minutes for questions, and I would yeah, love yeah. to get a few questions from the you audience. See, you did say that. We've you got can't shut us rolling mic. Rolling <laughs> mic one. Rolling mic two. So just stick your hands up, and we'll try and get as many in in the ten fifteen minutes as we possibly can. Thank you very much. Who's going to be first? Who's going to, no. How can you follow that? This man can. No pressure, sir. Thanks, Edwin. That was great. Uh, contrary to your deep-fried view of the Dundee in the 1960s, yeah. I say contrary to your deep-fried view of Dundee in the 1960s, it was a great place to go to school. And Edwin and I were at school together Whoa. in the Dem School. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. A million years ago, Edwin. But uh, yeah. I used, we used to go around to your dad's house and not be allowed to. Who, how are you? Who, who are you? Kevin McLeod is my name. Oh, Edwin. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Yeah, you know, I know you. <laughs> We primary school, this is primary we school, the Dem yeah, school yeah, in yeah. Dundee. We yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> we weren't allowed in your dad's studio because there were naked ladies models. Oh, I know. <laughs> I just Edwin's dad it. was an artist. He didn't have naked ladies in the house. <laughs> Apropos of nothing at all. You, you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> we went and looked. <laughs> No, I just want to ask you, Evan, what do you consider yourself, an artist or a musician? Because, I mean, you're, there was art through right the way through your family uh, in those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad was an uh, artist, uh, as you know. Um, and your mum and dad uh, met at yeah, Edinburgh yeah, Art yeah, School. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mum, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose I'm a musician, uh, Kevin. And, uh, but uh, an artist, a graphic artist. Possibly. Yeah, he didn't get into. He tried to get into the art school in Glasgow. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dear. <laughs> We've got another question. Um, second, second, third row here. Thank yeah. you very Hiya. much. Hi, hi. Or not another somebody you went to I bloody school with or something. Nice to young. Nice to see you, Grace. Uh, Edwin, um, you've worked with some tremendous musicians throughout your career. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Ross, James yeah. Kirk, Stephen Daly, and later Roddy Frame and Dennis Bobble. Who's yeah. the best one that you work with, in your opinion? Best quality music. Who's the best musician? Who's the best musician? Uh, possibly. Oh. Dennis. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I work with the Cribs. He's um, Ryan and. Ross and Gary, nice guys. They're uh, young people. Who would you say is the best musician you've ever oh, worked with? Oh, uh, Dennis Babel. A reggae guy. Mm. But, uh, he's so into Jimi Hendrix. And, uh, Everything yeah, is yeah. just extraordinary, isn't it, but Dennis? He produced the, the slits. For example. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Viv Albertine was here with, mm. with you the other night. In yeah. fact, the, re the re reason Edwin sought out Dennis in yeah, yeah. 1982 or whatever yeah. it was yeah. was because he'd, he was a reggae genius, yeah. but he'd worked with the slits and with the pop group. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he's playing, he's an absolute de de genius. He plays everything guitar, uh, bass. Even percussion, drums. Percussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. See, it's all easy to him as well, you know, but he's... Yeah. So he's... But Dennis is right at the heart of that punky deggy party thing that happened in the UK at that yeah. time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, we've got time for another one. Anybody over that side? If not, second row here. That's me. It's, it's very, very difficult for who, who? me to... Just here, Edwin. Phrase? Uh, where? Question. You could stand up if you want. There you go. This lady here in the red dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, being a philosophy professor, I think about these things quite a lot. And I believe, in, I mean, in Canada, there's a huge disabilities movement to try to change the way our culture views medical conditions and yeah. disabilities. Yeah. And in thinking about the value of life, that's very hard to put this. I, I believe that sometimes people have it all wrong when they think that 
the, value, the best valuable life is one where nothing goes wrong and everything is blah, 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 blah. And there are a number of people who've written, including Ian Brown, who wrote about his child, The Boy in the Moon, who's, who try to express that even though it's terrible what happened, yeah. that it opens up a dimension of meaning in life that would not have been possible. Yeah if everything had gone well. I, and I, I, it's very hard to put it in a way that, you know, doesn't minimize the difficulty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but Grace, uh, uh, he, back in the hospital days, he sh came to visit me every single day. And I'm well, she tells you that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was away having an affair. Were <laughs> you, Grace? No, I was. But, um, <laughs> but it's what 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 we're talking about here is really important, I think, because especially we've had a lot of um, contact now with people who have suffered brain injury, <coughs> and the great idea is, of course, we all have this, the horror, the dread of losing our mental capacity in any way, you know. And I've seen, and you know this, we've yeah, talked yeah. about this, yeah. uh, lots of people, and the idea of what's a valuable life, you know, what is an interesting <coughs> character, what, where is the, the person, you know. Yeah. And these things, when you come, when you have an experience like this, it really puts these questions right into the very midst of, yeah. your, of your life. And, and, there's, and it's not what people think it is. It's but, but, not but, at but all what people think it is. Back then, in the uh, Orange Juice days, Joseph Kea and uh, the Gobertines, uh, I need two heads. The Gobertines, Grant McLennan and Robert Farswell. Yes, he had a... Uh, Grant McLennan died of a heart attack. A year after your illness. Yeah, and yeah. it's impossible to, for me to, uh, uh, I, I, I was, sh uh, she, sh uh, sh three sheets to the w wind. Yeah. And poor Grant, yeah. he's dead, it's, it's tragic. Yeah. Edna just said after that, when Grant died, and it let's face it, for 20 years, Grant was your favourite person to take the mickey out. Yes, it's it? true. Because he was quite pretentious. Yeah. And it's, uh, they had a, their careers had been side by side. And, and when Grant died, Edna was really devastated yeah, by it. Yeah. And he said, isn't it so arbitrary? You know, I'm here and Grant's not anymore. Yeah. And the, 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 simple, the simple idea of being glad to be alive mm -hmm. really yeah. uh, is something that's walked beside Ed in this last 10 years. Do you yeah. think? Would you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, I, I, I'm gl glad to be alive. Yeah. Mm. And that's, a, that's for nobody else to, be, to decide why a person is glad to be alive. It's not anybody else that gets to, to figure that out except for the person themselves. You know, <laughs> you know regardless of what they're disability, what the nature of the disability is, it's for the person themselves to, judge, to determine to, the, to the, judge the fabulousness of their own life, you know what I mean? <laughs> the book ends in, in 2009, as I said, I mean, so Phyllis, you know, bring us up to date, what's, what's happening and what can we expect oh, in the future? Me. I mean, you're building a recording studio. Yeah, yes, I am. Thanks to Grace Maxwell. Yeah. 
Is this, is this using your equipment from London? Yes. Yeah, yes. Edwin has this beautiful vintage recording yeah, equipment. It's called uh, Neve. Uh, yeah, it's mm. a huge collection of He's one of these hoarders, and uh, he has an enormous. When people were going, the world was going digital, Edwin was, of course, being contrary. Analog. An analog man in a yeah, digital world. Yeah. But he's not a, a Luddite. We'd, we'd mm. kind of combine the I, things. I, 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 for instance, I c uh, use computers. This is a big point because computers were a godsend, weren't they? I know. Your, your, your son introduced Edwin to MySpace and stuff, yeah. and suddenly you found a way to get out to the fans and yeah. to tell them you're yeah. still there. Yes. And you love it. You love yeah, communicating. Uh, I always say, anybody out there in the world, anybody, anybody at all, Edwin's sitting there on Twitter waiting to talk to you any <laughs> time of the day or night. He's Hi. <laughs> I am. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> What's going on? But it's been a great no. thing. It's helped you with writing and, and, yeah, and yeah, expressing yourself in the written words mm -hmm. again. And it's, it's also, he loves it. He loves that there's people contact him and that he has mm -hmm. this interaction with the world. And he had his stroke at the right time, really, because it was just at that time that social media were... And as much as I have an ambivalent relationship with it sometimes, Edwin, for Edwin, it's been an amazing, mm -hmm. wonderful, mm -hmm. yeah. wonderful thing, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. So, Kevin, you've, you've skirted around this issue and skirted around it, but I'm going to come back to it. Is there going to be another album? Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> up in Helmsdale. Up, up, up in Helmsdale. The first one in the new studio, so it's yeah. the, the, the latest bits of it, it's called Clash Narrow, and that was the name of the Croft original. When we, we got, it's an amazing, beautiful name, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it's going to be uh, our home for the... I'll see my days out there. <laughs> and, uh, I'll still hold in the, the uh, hill. Yeah, in the, in the hill. Mm, yeah. in, uh, above, outside, just above Helmsdale. And it's... Uh, it's uh, Clash Narrow. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. So, and we've been getting some patchy weather up there this summer. <laughs> but the other day, I would walked up above the oh, yeah. our place to a bit we call the Helmsdale Rock. <laughs> and the the winds were just buzzing with life. And I was running back down after I spent a wee while up there and, and I was in the middle of it and it just caught me how happy I am to be. And uh, first I was cry. crying, I was, I was so happy. I was <laughs> running down the hill in Helmsdale in tears. The villagers would be thinking she's a total weird. <laughs> thinking of seeing her. She's dark. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that's, that's it, that's the future. Well, I mean, that's, that's the exciting news for all your fans, I have to say. And uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's, it's an extraordinary story, I think. I mean, it's an extraordinary story, but it's an ongoing story. As you say, don't look back, look to the future. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, lot, there's him, a lot yeah. still to come yeah. in, in, in both your lives. But I want to thank you for sharing w the adventure so far with us. Um, I'm going to ask for a show of appreciation, but before that, if you can just allow Edwin and Grace to leave and get out to the signing area before we all leave, it just make it a lot easier. They will be signing. You got the book, the DVD? Think so. You think so? We'll find <laughs> out when you get there. Um, they will be signing, and, and if you do want to chat with them, they'll be happy to chat as well, I think. But meantime, Grace Maxwell, Edwin Collins. Thanks to Ian. More podcasts and videos of Edinburgh International Book Festival events are available at www.edbookfest.co.uk on iTunes and YouTube. Just search for Edbookfest.